The Golden Globes, what do they mean? Do they mean things? Let's find out. Plus, China's box office, not crazy about crazy rich Asians and following up on Fallout 76. Today on The Minute. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back for another episode of The Minute. I am Sam. I'm Asher. And today we are here to talk to you about a couple of things. A few things. We have some... We're, we're going to go ahead and start off with uh, with Crazy Rich Asians, which is now dropped in China. Oh, yeah. It took a little while to get over there. Yeah, as a lot of movies do. You know, it has to go through their official government, the review board. I You know, I don't know if you, it's a censor board. It's basically what it is. They censor out the movies they don't want coming into the country. And Crazy Rich Asians, as I understand it, was hung up for a few weeks yeah, yeah, it's a it's a whole thing with uh, with the Chinese government. They're they're very very strict about what movies they allow into the country and they allow their people to see. It's a whole thing that we're not even going to get into because it's a whole other kind of podcast. But um, it did it did debut in theaters over there, and it did not do very well. And uh, and there's there's plenty of people that seem to be reacting like that's a surprise. But is that a surprise? I, I don't I don't know. It made like what a one point one five one point two yeah one point two. That's mm, for have the and the splash it made over here. The domestic box office was one seventy four. I believe it was a fifty million dollar budget, something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. not even that much. Um, one one seventy four domestic, two thirty eight worldwide. 1.2 so far in China. Dang. Yeah. So they are not feeling the film. And, and uh, I, I don't know, like, I think it's a little bit ironic, like in a cultural aspect, because uh, the central theme of that movie is someone not being accepted by, um, by, the, by the Chinese family that she's, mar- being, that she's marrying into because she was raised in America and this is like a China-based family. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, well, you're not really Chinese, you're Chinese-American. Yeah, in Singapore, too. Chinese in Singapore with a Chinese-American uh, descendant. Cause I mean, like it's a romantic comedy. It's a love story. I actually thought it was a pretty decent romantic comedy, um, with a lot of really great performances in it. Um, but, but that's another thing that, it, that, that gets brought up is it is definitely like, even though it's like, it's made by an Asian American and it's heavily involving Asian Americans. That's the thing that keeps coming up. Is it like, is it because it's a movie for Asian Americans and not Asians? I could easily see it being for well. I would say I saw um, I saw one of these people being interviewed. It was a, it was, uh, uh, a Chinese person, and um, they brought up a really good point that I didn't think about. It's like you know, if you aren't Asian American and you don't have the past of not being accepted by the culture around you, and you don't have that experience of like I want to uh, belong and I'm not feeling the acceptance specifically maybe because of my race, because I'm an Asian American or a Chinese American, right. maybe you won't sympathize with the care, the main protagonist as much if you're just, because, you know, um, in China, they don't, of course, don't have this problem because everyone's Chinese. And right. so may, there's been some, he said just, this was just a random movie goer at a film, but he was just saying maybe that's a reason it hasn't resonated in Chinese audiences. And not only that, but I mean, a lot of the times uh, people cite whenever comedies don't translate well, because comedies in general don't, don't seem to translate that well in uh, China, China specifically. But they say that maybe it's an issue of like, you know, there's things that we as Americans find funny that other countries might not get. Mm-hmm. Um, that could that could be something that plays into it. Another thing can be that, uh, you know, like China, uh, China, they do make their own movies. They put out their own comedies, and their own comedies star entire Chinese casts. And, and maybe, 
is just not that big of a deal that it's a movie with you know Asian people of Asian descent like in the in the cast. Exactly, it's a big deal. By the way, this is a thing that it was be, a huge deal here. It was a huge deal here because it was a Hollywood movie. It was a movie made in America, in the heart of where movie and, our movies come and from. It was reviewed well, reviewed well by critics and audiences. It did very well at the box office. Exactly, I heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, what about movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which did really well back in the early 2000s?" And I was like, "That's a fair point." That movie was really well received. That was an Asian movie yeah, made this, in Asia that made a huge splash in the West. This was a movie right. made in the West in Hollywood, one of the most like ho- kind of yeah. Hollywood is you know it is what it is traditionally whitewashed exactly all at all like at all times. So that's kind. Of, it was the same reason we were celebrating. Black Panther when that movie came out or the reason it, it was, was it was a PG-13 superhero movie in the larger Marvel universe which was the most which is the most successful franchise of all time mm-hmm. and just yeah that was a big deal that was a cornerstone Crazy Rich Asians was a cornerstone um, but but yeah but but really like hearing the news that it didn't do well in China like I, like like my first reaction was like huh but then I thought about it and I was like well I guess I'm not surprised yeah and I think all of that stuff all, all that all, all that is is why I wasn't surprised but I think that the people who were surprised by it, I think that they were so surprised is just because of the um, the importance that, that that the Chinese box office is starting to hold. I know it's already number two. Like we mentioned that before, that it's number two. But the, but what analysts are saying now is it's only a matter of time before it's number one. It, yeah, and it's it's got such a strange impact on the market and or not on the market, but on on the revenue that m- movies make. Right. Because movies that fail over here can rebound in China. Like and make movies their, like The Mummy, uh, the last Pirates movie. Yeah, and those did ha- terribly over here. And that's weird. Maybe I don't. I that's such a crazy phenomenon. Well, they're they're into they're into those spectacle kind of films from Hollywood. They like they like stuff that kind of feels foreign. Apparently, like Venom is doing fantastic over there. That's what I heard. I was Venom's made a few hundred million. It, it's made well more there than it made here, and it made a lot here. Wow, dang. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous how much mo- how much money that movie's making. But other movies that made a lot of money over there, uh, Avengers: Infinity War made a shit ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout did well over there. I think one of the video game movies did well, like World, oh, World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Yeah, that was yeah, it. That was yeah. it. That was and a big hit in China over here. Oh was, yeah, nobody saw it here, but enough people want saw to see it, it there. That I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, maybe they're into but, spectacle movies. But yeah. they're but they're into that kind of stuff. Um, that's why franchise franchise movie making is definitely the, like going to be the way of the future. Just just because they know that they're going to be able to make some money out of China, I mean, they, although they don't seem to like Star Wars that much. But a lot of these other franchise movies are big hits over there. Yeah. Um, we're going to see more movies like The Meg. The Meg was definitely a movie that was made like, it's a Western movie. Western audiences can see it and enjoy it. But they put a lot of stuff in there that's directed towards the Chinese audience. That is so interesting that that is going to be a, the thing that's affecting our uh, the movie industry. That's going to affect the movie industry going forward, just mm-hmm. because they are about to be the largest uh, the largest market for for movies in in the world. Yeah, and I mean that's it. I mean money talks. You know, that's, that's exactly what it's going to be. But uh, wow. So I mean, I guess I guess yeah, I had a similar reaction that you did. I was at first when they were like, "Oh, Crazy Rich Asians didn't do well in China." I was like, "Oh, that's surprising." But then you think about it, and you're like, "Okay, there's a lot of things where I could see this making sense. It not being the intended 
the intended audience it was meant for them not being able to relate to a lot of the issues that them not even uh, uh, the country as a whole not understanding why people in the western world might be celebrating this movie coming to light and being as successful as it has makes sense that it would just and the uh, last point you brought well, up it's a, it's a bigger deal here than it is there there's no, like there's no other way to put it it's, yeah. it's a bigger deal here for very obvious reasons and and it was competing against their own movies um, that came out, produced for them, made for them, especially in the comedy genre. I could easily see, because a spectacle movie, if you're going to see The Meg or if you're going to see World of Warcraft, the w- w- the dialogue that's being spoken is almost arbitrary sometimes. Oh, yeah. you know? I mean, like it's great that the Marvel Universe can pull it off, but a lot of these movies can't. And that's not necessarily why people are at the, are, are at the movie. Exactly. But like comedies, romantic comedies or other types, thrillers or psychological dramas, I could see those maybe not translating as well. Oh, yeah. Against and against their homegrown movies that are made in their language and for their culture, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to have a hard time competing over there. And, uh, and ultimately what I'm seeing a whole lot more over here is a lot more of those movies just end up going straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. So I guess they'll, they'll, they'll always have a home there. Yep. Hey, hey, that might be the home pretty soon. Yeah, it's kind of looking like it. Just, you know, we're going to, you know, have, as, as as this one guy says, you know, Avengers 97, I think he said. <laughs> Avengers part 97. But anyways, what do you guys think about this? Drop us a comment down below and uh, holler at us. Holla. Holla, holla. Holla at us. But moving on, uh, we got more stuff to talk about in the world of Fallout 76. Um a whole lot has happened since the last time we talked about Fallout 76. And man, like I keep wanting to root for this game because there's like there's enough there to root for it. But just like all news is bad news. It's just like the Catholic Church. Just like any news you're hearing these days about Fallout 76, you don't want to keep reading about that headline. It's just not. It's just. A, yeah, this and it's it's bad because um, I, I feel bad personally because I love some of Bethesda's other games that have come out and I really like the IPs they're in control of. But this game, uh, there's there's more since the last time we talked about it. Yeah, just and just everything that seems to come from it ends up being bad stuff. Like like okay, so they had they had another update. It's a much smaller update, took much less time to download, fixed a couple of bugs, increased your stash limits finally. Finally we got that. But then like it introduced more bugs. They're still like crashing and disconnecting from servers. And then not only that, but there was like the stuff that they told us about. And this is the biggest problem. It's like they told us about some of this stuff, but then there's other stuff that was in there that they didn't tell us about. It's just that like people played the game and discovered it. Like things that changed the gameplay in a way that make it more tedious and more grindy. Like stuff doesn't last as long and it takes longer to farm things and it oh, takes yeah. longer to gather resources. And, and just that's like... That's all things that are wrong with this game. Is there's like it's stuff that gets in the way of being able to play the game. I just yeah, I just don't think it had as much um, passion behind the project to make sure it was made to a high degree. And like we said in the last time we talked about Fallout seventy six, I completely you know you play through Skyrim, you play through Fallout three, you're gonna find bugs and glitches even in the latest versions of the games. It's not something. You know, with these massive open world games, even that aren't made by Bethesda, you'll accept a certain amount of bugginess because that's just 
the scale of what they're doing. It makes games. It, well, it makes Breath of the Wild all that more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that game is like in terms of open world games. Like that's that should be like that's that's a type of gold standard right there for it, sure. It was amazing. And 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 this game like. Okay, so I played it a lot on that first week, uh, on launch week, leading up to the big update and all that, and a little bit after the big update. And for the most part, didn't have that many problems in, as far as glitches go. I've got to say, like, here recently, I've definitely had a whole lot more of that kind of stuff happen. It's getting to the oh. point that it's like it's starting to starting to mess with my experience, experience of it, and it's starting to to try my patience a little bit. Uh, like, like it's it's not too late. Like, they they definitely can do what they said they were going to do. But this last bug, and they got called out on it because I mean, like, hey, we're we're sitting here talking about it now because they yeah. got called out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have responded to it, and they keep promising to be more transparent. And I just say that I've heard this all before, but from MoviePass. Yeah. Seriously. And and this was just like the same kind of shit where this deal just keeps getting worse all the time. Worse all the time. Pray I don't alter it any further. But not only that, but and this didn't affect me because I just got the standard version of the game. I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting the special edition until I know more about what it is I'm getting. But I'll, I'll drop for the, for the, for the regular version. Mm-hmm. But apparently, if you did get the $200 bonus edition, like complete with all future DLC, a power armor helmet, and a quote unquote canvas bag. Oh, the canvas bag. Not, not only was that a whole thing. Oh boy. But, um. But uh, uh, you also, there's a chance that your data could have been leaked during Mm -hmm. a temporary breach because of one of these last updates. The customer service site for Bethesda and for Fallout 76. And this is according to the, this is according to Bethesda. Um, I don't, uh, like, I don't know how accurate what they're telling us is. Like, you know, for all I know, they're just trying to do what they said and be as transparent as possible. And if so, bravo, but, you know, tighten the fuck up. This is, this is terrible that this happened. 123 customers who uh, who bought this system, their info was leaked for roughly 45 minutes before they were able to correct the situation and all that. Um, apparently, it's things like names, email, address, no full like credit card numbers. Last four. No, no access to. I mean, yeah, still a big deal. No access to. Um, like to any any personal accounts that already had that kind of stuff on it. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just that kind of information. But it's like. Like if we're giving them a pass because all this stuff didn't didn't leak, just just I don't know. Do they deserve a pass for that? Because that seems like a lot of stuff to leak. That was that was a bad that was bad to happen. And uh, that, yeah, like it's not the worst information to be out there. But any information leaked on the internet, especially by such a major company, like this isn't some like this isn't a group of like seven people in a in like no, a small office rented yeah, out. This that's is one making of the biggest game, game developers that there are. So they should they probably have whole teams of people that manage their websites and their different forums and stuff and that was that was um, and and it's just kind of like just a snowball going down a hill that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It yeah, was like, like this was like after if they, didn't, if they didn't have enough problems. Now it, this. Yeah, it was after the canvas bag gate. Yeah. Like and, and the canvas bag and, and like okay, so that leads into the last part of, of what I wanted to talk about is that they 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 promised these canvas bags, they showed off these canvas bags then nobody got any kind of bag. And they were like, well, where is our bag? It's like, oh, well, we couldn't afford the bag. And they were like, well, what do you mean you couldn't afford the bag? We saw the bag over here. It's like, oh, well, it's not that we couldn't afford it. It was like that we couldn't get this material to make the bag. Like, it like, was, oh, it was such a mess. 
well, what do you mean? Just give us something. It's like, okay, well, here's a nylon bag. It's like, this nylon bag sucks. I don't it want this sucks. bullshit. It this looks sucks. wrinkly. And even worse, I, I heard that like they had given some like Instagram influencers like really nice, the actual nice canvas bags that were in the picture. They had given those to people who were going to promote it on social media. Well, as shitty of a thing as that is, I wouldn't be that surprised that a company would do that. But like... Like, but they so, did not so, but they include would, the bag. But they mailed out the shitty nylon canvas bags to people, and then they started complaining about the shitty nylon canvas bags, and then they said, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Here's $5 worth of our fake online currency that you can use in our shop that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Ugh. They're just like, yeah, the people who bought the premium edition of Fallout 76 are getting it the most. Yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah, we're all getting it, but they're getting it the most. Yeah, it's like the more money you gave this company, the worse it is for you. <laughs> and oh, and I know it was Black Friday. At, your Black Friday happened you know, a few weeks after the game was launched. But the fact that the game is now retailing for like $30, you can buy it on sale for $30. I mean, this is a new Bethesda game. You know, yeah. it shouldn't be dropping that low that fast. Well, you know? I mean, I mean, just the fact like that the sales were down so much from Fallout 4. And I mean, granted, Fallout 4 is like their highest selling product that they've yeah. ever put out. But still, like it was it was a pretty big, big drop from Fallout 4. And uh, I, I mean, they, they got to be trying to correct that. They want people playing their game like mm-hmm. they, I mean, that's 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 how they make money is by moving the merchandise. And if people aren't playing, then. I yeah. mean, honestly, I'd be happy if they could just do something with 76 because, like, I mean, I still agree with what I said last time where there is hope for a good game in this. It's just going to take a lot of work from Bethesda because they released a game that's not finished. Mm-hmm. So if they can put in the effort to finish the game relatively soon, I mean, the holiday season, I'm sure, is going to be is a big deal for them. There's a reason why games come out and, like, they drop in November. Yeah, definitely. Like... So here they ha- they have an opportunity to do stuff. They've gone the movie pass route and they've promised to tell us more stuff. We'll see if they keep doing that. Yeah, I hope I hope the best for them. I hope I mean I hope they do. I hope they turn it. They have a lot of other projects coming out. They're a massive company. Um, I would like to see the Fallout franchise handled a lot better in the future. Yeah, you know, I mean, I and then they this clearly not Fallout Five yet. They they made it clear coming out. Well, this, this was is, never going to be Fallout Five. Exactly, they made that clear before it ever came out. But it, this is still not like you said last time. This is not a No Man's Sky, but I'd say it's more like a, a Sea of Thieves, which came out for the Xbox. I've heard that comparison made. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's more like that. It's like a good game that came out. It just like you said, it was isn't finished and it just doesn't deliver the impact that one hopes from a, a studio like Bethesda like you who's put out some of the most quintessential game I mean come on lots of people say some of their games are the best ever made and I mean so, they've put out some great stuff like I mean I, I, I've been my first Fallout game was New Vegas and then I immediately went to, to three just because I had to have more time in the wasteland mm-hmm. um Anxiously waited for four to drop, and when it did, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping for, but it was fun enough. And I, I play this game because it still it still feels like wandering in the wasteland. It still feels like exploring new new grounds and everything. But people aren't lying when they say it feels empty. I mean, no NPCs is a problem. I mean, honestly, that's one of the smaller problems. If they could fix this whole plethora of problems over here, and then maybe we can have some NPCs later on down the road, that'd be a start. But. But I just like 
more than anything, I don't want this to tarnish the brand of Fallout. Because yeah. like once you tarnish a brand, you kind of have to take a step away from it and let it breathe for a little bit before you can do something else. And that might mean that in 10 years we get an amazing Fallout 5, but I don't want to wait 10 years for Fallout yeah, 5. Yeah, that's so long from now. Yeah, I don't want to wait till then. So I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. But what do you guys think? Uh, do you guys have any strong feelings for or against Fallout 76? We'd love to know what you think. Just let us know down below. Uh, hit us up across the webs and all that good stuff. Moving on to our last topic. Um, we talked about the Oscars last time. I was sitting down with Chad. Uh, but here we are actually, uh, we're coming up uh, closer to the, than the Oscars. We're coming up to the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Which, depending on who you ask, a lot of people have very serious feelings about this award ceremony. Um, I, I don't have particularly strong feelings about it. I think that it serves the purpose that it serves. But there's a lot of people out there that feel a lot stronger than I do about it. But first off, let's like kind of go over what the Golden Globes are like and why they exist. Uh, first of all, they're put on by the Hollywood Foreign Press. That is a group of journalists. Um, this well, it start, well, it started out as a group of non-American-born journalists who lived in L.A., were based in L.A., in, in LA and covered Hollywood stuff. They started doing this as a way to kind of get like press credentials. Um, like if they gave out awards to stuff, then people might like be like, oh, well, we want one of those awards. Well, oh, yeah. Here's some press credentials so that you can come and see the same kind of stuff that, you know, your American-born people get to see um, in the press world. And that's kind of where it all came from. Um, I had no idea. That's so cool. But it's obviously become a pretty a pretty big mainstay of American culture these days. Um, every, every, t every year when the Golden Globes come along, we feel the need to sit down and talk about them. Um, and there's a reason for that. Like if you, if you examine the way that the Oscars tend to unfold, there's a decent bit of stuff that you'll at least start hearing about in the Golden Globes, and that can kind of point you in the direction of what might happen in the Oscars. But again, I'm not going to... Don't, I don't have the code cracked for how the Oscars pick their, their nominees and all that. I don't have the, the code cracked for how you know stuff makes it from the Golden Globes to the Oscars. But there's mm -hmm. definitely precedent to examine, and we're going to talk about some of that today. Um, the Golden Globes, they came out. I mean, the nominations, okay, so they, they cover a lot. They cover more. It's yeah. kind of like the Oscars and the Emmys combined because they do television and movies. They do TV and movies, yeah. That's, that's very ambitious, too. Um, and, and, and yes, those nominations literally just dropped. Um, I would say that this year's Golden Globes are definitely, like the nominations are definitely in line with nominations of the past. They, uh, they definitely did a lot of focusing on diversity because that's just like a mainstay topic in, yep. in Hollywood these days. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's important that they do that. Mm -hmm. and, and I can, like you can tell, that's, that's, that's the direction they're going in. Um, they definitely have always taken a celebrity over merit type of approach. Not that the stuff that they nominate doesn't have merit. They yeah. tend to just lean very heavily in on celebrity importance. That you would recognize. Names we would already recognize. And it's, I mean, it's good for ratings to do that. Because, mm -hmm. like, you nominate, uh, you, non you nominate, like, such and such for such and such award. Well, they're probably going to show up. And if they show up on the red carpet, then people might want to tune in to see that person. And yada, yada, yada. Um, in terms of how this connects to the Oscars, because that seems to be the mainstay of most talks that happen, um, it's really just that visibility is everything. To put it in perspective, um, I believe it's January 6th is whenever the Golden Globes are going to air uh, this, uh, well, next year. The Oscar nominations come out 
the Monday after. It's, that's a Sunday. Oh, wow. The next day, Oscar nominations happen. So visibility is everything. Like, like people are going to be talking about the Golden Globes up until the Golden Globes, and the people who are making an Oscar nominations are going to be hearing about that, and that's just kind of naturally going to find it at the forefront. Yada, yada, yada. Let's get to the nominations themselves. Yeah. Was there anything that you were particularly surprised by whenever you looked them over? Um, I, well... <laughs> Surprise. First of all, I got to get this out of the way. You and Chad got to say this. I'm going to keep this short. I'm, I'm not surprised by this, but the lack of any Boots Riley recognition for Sorry to Bother You, any in the cast that was involved in, in the movie. In terms of snub, that was the biggest one for me. I was. I mean, I don't think they got a single nomination. They did not get yeah. one single nomination. And I mean, like, I think Lakeith Stanfield as, uh, as Cash Green... Like, I think he does deserve some love. We'll see if he gets it from other sources, like, moving yeah. on. And but it, the fact that Boots Riley wasn't up for... Director, you for, know. For director or screenplay. Screenplay, oh my gosh. Like Especially screenplay. I can see director too, but especially screenplay. Yeah, especially the story behind it. I'm just like, wow. that's Most original I, film of the year. I think that's... Yeah, I think people are going to regret that. So I just want to get that out of the way, because everyone knows we're big fans of yeah, that. Yeah, because I got lots to say about snubs this year, but that was yeah, the big yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. So yeah, like, like go ahead and yeah. get that one covered. Yeah. But like, as far as stuff that didn't make the list when you were looking over the list, was there, yes. were, were, there were there any nominations that you were surprised by? I was surprised that uh, Constance Wu got a nomination. Not, not because of her performance in Crazy Rich Asians, but she was nominated for Best Actress in a Com... Uh, was it a comedy? Do they have yeah, a was, distinction? Was, they do. They, they, they do. They yeah. famously, or infamously, rather, have a distinction. A, a lot of people yeah. have a problem with that. I, I could... Yeah, that's a different discussion. I, I could easily see that, but I was like, oh, that's pretty cool that she got recognized for that role in that film. Kind yeah, of in line yeah. with what you were saying about... I, I think she deserved it. Yeah. Highlighting highlighting diversity. Um, other roles... Um, uh, Chad, I, I was, you know, I could totally see Chadwick Boseman being nominated for Black Panther. And he was not. Um, but he Black, wasn't. But Black Panther was nominated for uh, for best That's what best I'm drama. thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. The, that's not, it's not his acting. Which that yeah, was that, a little bit of a shocker for me. That's not because right, Black right? Panther wasn't, wasn't a great movie. It's a great movie. I mean, I, I personally, I think that I, I would have to lean towards Avengers Infinity War. Um, it was definitely better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, Ant-Man and the Wasp was fun and all, but it's, it's just, just... more like a romp. It's in a different conversation entirely. Yeah, it's, it's just a good it's, time. It's in romp, romp yeah, territory. I was surprised, like, you to see Black Panther make it into, like, the best drama film category of the year. Yeah, yeah. Even though I enjoyed the movie a lot. A lot about the movie. But I, did, I did, too. Um, what about you? Were you surprised to see anything else that was nominated? I was happy to see Black Klansman up for a Golden That's Globe right. because there's no way that it's going to be up for an Oscar. So it's nice to see Spike Lee getting some love from the Golden Globes. And he got nominated for Best Director, too. He got right? nominated for Best Director. Um, Denzel Washington's kid got nominated for Best Actor. Nice. Um, Adam Driver is up for Best Supporting Actor. That's right. And I think he's got a real chance of winning that one. Adam Driver is great in that movie. I still need to see um, it. I'm going to get to it. Oh, yeah, it's 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 definitely worth a watch. Like, it's still, you know, like, sorry to bother you, man. Yeah. But, but sorry, no, but I'm re-watching re Predator 2. It just gets in the way. I was shocked to see Bohemian Rhapsody on, on that list. Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I mean, like, I mean, just do a quick search on the YouTubes to see about, like, all the inconsistencies in the movie and all the, mm. all the inaccuracies in the movie. But it was still an enjoyable watch, especially in IMAX, like, hearing that soundtrack. You know, just like seeing those big concert pieces, like, I mean, it was a great watch, but I was still surprised to see it on this list. 
especially among things like, you know, like you knew a star was born was going to be there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk about this movie. If Beale Street could talk. Yeah. That hasn't dropped yet. Right. No, that, that well, we, we haven't been, we haven't gotten to see it yet, but mm-hmm. a lot of critics have. Um, and I think Vice was all over the Golden Globes, right? Vice, Vice, had, was, Vice had more nominations than anything else uh, Anything else this year. It had yeah. six. And then wow. I think it was, let me see, I've got it written down. It's The Green Book, The Favorite, and A Star is Born. They each have, uh, they, they all have five. Wow. Um, but in terms of the best picture, musical or comedy, because of course that's a, that's a category yeah. <laughs> on the Golden Globes. Um, Crazy Rich Asians made it there, and that was great to see. Favorite has not been screening around here, so none of us have been able to see it. Chad loved The Green Book, and then Mary Poppins Returns and Vice have not come out yet, so we've not been able to see them. Mm-hmm. I'm especially looking forward to Vice. I'm super stoked for that movie. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can see. I mean, The Big Short was definitely one of those that you that you saw get some Academy love. I don't know, like, if Vice is going to be in that area. I just, just because we haven't been able to see it yet, mm-hmm. but it'd be cool to see it there. I cannot wait to see that movie. It's gonna. I think that's gonna be a, a fun ride. Powerhouse performances from all. Probably. Yeah, I, I believe Christian Bale is up for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Amy, Rockwell is up for W. Amy Adams is a- uh, Amy Adams. In there. Amy Adams has two nominations for two different projects. Oh yeah, because she's also in that limited series. Uh, uh, Sharp, sharp, sharp objects. objects. Yeah, sharp, sharp objects. objects. Sets yeah. up for a couple things for TV. So, yeah, I mean, which is, and she's phenomenal. So, like, that's not surprising that she's got two. I mean, I'm glad she has two nominations. That's really great. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely enjoy her work. Uh, I can't wait to see, uh, just again, I cannot wait to see to see Vice. Um, I, one that I have not seen, but I've seen the trailer for it. If you if you missed it, Nicole Kidman and Destroyer. Oh no, we actually mm, we have a uh, we have a trailing off in the in this. We don't know if we're gonna release it or not, but, but we, we did. did we watched the trailer. We yeah. did one. Yeah, Chad, Chad talks to me about those the, about those things you should do. Sometimes you just record a bunch just to see if just you can to get see one. yeah see which yeah. ones work and which ones don't. I don't know if we'll actually release. It's not a bad that approach, one. man. Not a but, bad approach. But but no, but she looks like she just. Fucking owns that role. That role looks like what did we? Com- I forgot what we compared it to. When we did it, but it was another like transformation role. When you oh like I don't. It wasn't Heath Ledger's The Joker. We weren't. We didn't say that. But it's something like that. When you see an actor, kind of, it looks like the role that you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah you Nicole. Just, you Kidman. don't recognize her. Yeah, Nicole Kidman was different as an actress after this role. She like elevated her to. It, I think it could be that for her. I mean, you, you do not recognize her in the trailer at um, all. Seeing Lady Gaga on that list, that's not a surprise. A lot, I mean, people are talking about her for the Oscars already. Yeah, um, there's a lot of buzz around that movie in general. I, I still haven't seen it. I didn't really want to see A Star is Born, but there is so much buzz around it. People are saying so many different aspects are, 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 of it are I'm, good. Yeah, Chad was talking to me about it last week. He, I mean, he says like he hates to say it, but it's like, God damn it, Bradley Cooper, you can do this too. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like nothing that guy can't do. Exactly. Um, something I was kind of shocked to see. Uh, I was not shocked to see uh, Claire Foy for First Man. I was not shocked to see her name on the list. But I was surprised to see her on the supporting role list because, I mean, like I would technically put her like the female lead next to Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. But then, then again, because it's the Hollywood Foreign Press, it's not like an official association. That's one of the differences between this and the Oscars. Um, the people who run the Oscars are all in the industry. Oh, quote unquote, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. in the industry. These I are gotcha. all journalists. They they've never worked in the industry. They just covered the industry. So like, oh. and they also have full discretion of like when people submit their their work to be considered for nomination, they um 
they they have full discretion to to say, oh well, here's the thing. This is more of a sporting role. Um, this isn't really a drama. It's more of a comedy or musical. So they um, had yeah, they yeah. get to call those shots. At the end of the day, they can move like they can move your submission around. If you if you submitted for lead, they can bump you to supporting. If you submitted for this, they can bump you to that. And so I don't know if that's what happened here, but I was expecting to see her in the. Uh, like in the best actress drama category. Yeah. I'm glad that she still got a nod, but I'm kind of disappointed that they gave her a supporting nod. Yeah. Um, in terms of actor, uh, best performance, like, you know, you, you see Brad Cooper on there, not a surprise. Even though I was surprised to see Bohemian Rhapsody on the best picture for drama list, I was not surprised to see Remy Malik. Yeah, everyone for, says. For Freddie Mercury. Say that he killed it in that role. He absolutely did. He owned that role. Um, and then also, like I was surprised to see Willem Dafoe's name on this on this list, just because I missed it at Eternity's Gate entirely. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, and apparently he's a Willem Dafoe movie, but, which is out there. Yeah, and just like, oh, are you serious? Willem Dafoe made a thing, and I missed it. Just yeah, that's that's a travesty. It's a busy year for movies and, and television. Then of, then of course uh, Denzel's kid, he's on there. Um, Christian Bale was nominated for the best for musical or comedy. Dick Cheney. Um, got to see John C. Riley on there. I was hoping to see some love for Sisters Brothers, but I understand why there's no love for Sisters Brothers. But he was nominated for something called Stan and Ollie. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. I could have looked it up, but I didn't. I know. I mean, when I've heard John C. Riley is a good, like, I mean, can really, ha- I mean, he's got strong chops in in the acting field. Um, but Oh, yeah, he's been around. I don't know he's this paid his movie. Dues. He's done his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that you know you're not surprised to see. Like I haven't seen the Green Book. I really want to. Um, Chad saw it last week. He sings high praises for both both guys with hard to say names, Vigo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah. It looks looks like they have really good chemistry too. Um, apparently, Peter Farrelly did a great job um, on, from the director's chair. He got he got a nom, I believe. Nice. Um, he was part of the writing team, and they all got a nom. Which is now so if you're I don't know if you're done talking about nominations I'm sure you'd have what are you, what do you think are the biggest snubs for you from Golden Globes Yeah I mean we could keep we could keep going about about nominations there are just so many um, but the um, aside from you know we talked about Boots Riley it was nice to get that off my chest Yeah but I was surprised that um, well f- first of all that A24 in general didn't see as much love because even like Bo, Bo Burnham's eighth grade I think that it was the, that uh the actress the from actress that, got nominated yeah she got a best actress nomination that's, that's, that's amazing for her that's oh yeah really for great. sure like like being that age and getting a getting a, a, an, an honor like this yeah I can't but imagine. no but no screenplay no director no, no screenplay anything. no director no nothing um and and that was wild just just because A24 they took they took the best picture uh, drama roles from the past 2 years I believe something like that. Yeah. And then not only that but uh Jonah Hill's mid 90s which we talked about on the Oscars show. Um that didn't get any love at all, right? I don't think and it got nominated same for studio, anything. It did not get any nominations. Yeah, completely snubbed out. Yeah, wow. and and just like I thought if anything like okay, so you're not gonna, so you're not going to give a best actor nom or best supporting actor nom because I mean like like say which one about the kid the kid was great but like the the main mentor of the story I forget what the character's name was but he was the one the one skater of the bunch who was really good at skating the one kid you knew which is so true to the nineties there was only one kid you knew who was good at skating and, and he was that kid he was <laughs> like he was like the mentor for uh for the 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 protagonist of the story like. 
if you were gonna give somebody like like uh, an acting credit for that, I would I would send one his way. Gotcha. But I can't believe that Jonah Hill didn't get some kind of some kind of love for or for the director for that. I mean, he 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 just he just put everything in place the way that it needed to go. Especially since Bradley Cooper is getting so much love for his movie, and it's like his. For what I mean is, that it's Bradley Cooper's uh, first job as a director of a movie right. and it's Joan Hill's first time right I, I think I don't think he's di- directed anything I, it this. was his directorial debut as well and, and um, in a film media the genre he's not normally associated with but that's sure. another that's another example of of, uh, of celebrity over merit if you ask me um, not that Bradley Cooper didn't deserve it everything that I've heard tells me that he just like poured himself into the into the project but just just it was it was unfortunate not to see Jonah Hill Jonah Hill's name on that list. In the world of TV, there's some stuff that I really liked that I got to see and mm-hmm. some stuff that I wish I would have seen more of. Um, naturally, it would have been nice to see some more love for BoJack. Oh, BoJack never gets any love. That's that's kind of like the same as Sorry to Bother but, You. But they don't really like, but but they don't really like have any uh, any categories that that would, would fit in that nicely. That would play to BoJack's. I mean like like uh, even in the Grammys, you'll see the Simpsons nominated for something, and it's like, well, if you're gonna, I mean, I love the Simpsons. Who doesn't love the Simpsons? But does it deserve to be nominated for a Grammy or for BoJack? Whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. But then you see movies, or uh, I'm sorry, then but then you see uh, then you see TV shows like The Good Place, like get a little bit of attention. And you know, uh, me and me and Chad, we love The Good yeah, Place. You guys rave about that show. Uh, Kristen Kristen Bell, she got. Uh, she got a nomination mm-hmm. for her performance on The Good Place. Yes, yeah, she did. But no Ted Danson. Uh, no Ted Danson, and he's fantastic on the show. Um, Glow and Allison Brie, they got a little bit of attention, but no love for Mark Maron, and Mark Maron is fantastic on that show. Uh, Jim Carrey got some love, right? The Kidding Show. It's nice to see Jim Carrey back in the back in the conversation. Yeah, yeah he's definitely uh, the the sh- the show itself was nominated, um, and then his his performance was nominated for best lead actor. Great. Then you're seeing some stuff that's starting to be like mainstays in the awards conversation, like uh, um, Elizabeth Olsen for The Handmaid's Tale. It's just like every year you can kind of expect for her yeah. to turn in something great, and you're gonna see her name on this list because she's gonna turn in something great every year. Um, Barry is kind of starting to establish itself like that for me. Yeah, I saw the first like two episodes. I loved it. Like and I would love to get back into that show. It, it has already. It has already taken home a lot of awards and it's very heavy in terms of the TV spectrum. It's very heavy this time. Um, and there, there were a couple other shows that did very well, like uh, Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I haven't seen it yet, Yeah, but I hear it, great things. It was clean and clean in house with the Golden Globes. And yep, it was one of those that was just all over the place. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of wishing that like, if we're going to see Black Panther up for stuff, I don't understand why we didn't see Infinity War up for stuff. Yeah. Another thing, um, I really think Michael B. Jordan should have been nominated for a supporting acting role for Black oh, for Pan. Killmonger? Yeah, that oh, was oh, just yeah, that yeah. was such a great role. Like, and everyone I, recognizes I it. I get I get that I get that Chadwick Boseman didn't get one for lead acting. Yeah, but, I get that. But yeah. but yeah, like like for for supporting, oh yeah, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and that's just like and if like if we're gonna nominate the movie for best drama which I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see that, but I'm like, the clear thing to me would have been like nominate Michael B. Jordan for best supporting actor. It was like a phenomenal, and the song, like the soundtrack to Black Panther, was great. But yeah, which is a rare thing for a lot of the Marvel movies. A lot of the Marvel movies end up just being like kind of 
Like just like functional Blah. soundtracks. Yeah, it gets know? it gets the job done, but you don't walk out of the theater humming the humming the themes. No, exactly. You don't get any of the, like anything like the original Superman theme or. Yeah, no, I mean the days of John Williams. Yeah, and those like super iconic themes. Everyone's yeah, that's every, not what it's about. Yeah, every once in a while you'll have a movie that does that right, but even in the some of my fate, you know, it's weird. I didn't really notice the music in Sorry to Bother You so much until the second time we watched it. Because you're because you're just as, assaulted by what you're seeing yeah. on the screen. Yeah. And then you watch it again and you like listen to how the music like plays along with what you're seeing and you're like, oh yeah. Yep. All right. And and I Hell mean, yeah. just, just a recognizable m- motifs are missing. Like we watched True Romance and the like that love theme that dun, comes dun, back. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's just like the the marimba or vibraphones like playing it, but it's it's recognizable. It gets stuck in your head and you associate it with the movie. I miss. I think we need more of those like earworms in music again, like good earworms. I yeah, mean, in, in movie in movie music. I would definitely agree with that. Um, another snub that I can mention is there was there was no love for the Coen Bros. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh yeah, is that like a is that a show? Is well, that a well well uh, that might be a reason why there's no love for the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It actually is a cinema, but it's um it, it was originally supposed to be a be a show. They condensed it to be like a um like a feature length. It's a little over two hours, but it's six separate parts. Okay. Like 30 minutes or something like that. Eh, Little 20, 20 ish minutes. Ish ish. They vary in length. Um, and and they, they don't they don't directly connect, but they deal with a lot of the same themes. Um, I, I enjoyed it very much, but I'm also a huge Coen Brothers fan. I don't mm. know if that had anything to do with it. But I still would have liked to have seen it get, get nominated for something. But then again, like I mean, can't be stressed enough. This is not the same thing as like whenever you're going over the Oscar picks. Oh, and another, I'm not a, I don't know this show at all, but I know a lot of people are really upset that This Is Us didn't really pick up anything in the Golden Globes. I know. Oh, I've seen a couple of episodes. It looks like it's an all right show. Yeah, it, I mean, it's got I'm, some good actors. And it stuff doesn't on look it, like, so. like my type of show, but I know that it has a big following and people sure. were expecting it to get some kind of recognition. Sure, but I, I can't say that I'm heartbroken to not see it just because I don't have any stake in it. One of the important things to consider is just that, like, I mean, yes, there's also TV in, in this award show, but there's also, like, much less technical categories. It's all... Oh, yeah, it, there isn't. Yeah, it's all about... It's all performance and, cre- and creative um, mm-hmm. writing, you know, music. It's all stuff like that. No cinematography, no No costumes, cinematography. No, you know... Like, uh, I mean, maybe we're lucky that there's even a director category, I mean, if you yeah. think about it. But... It's a very different type of awards show. Um, for the people that say that it's meaningless, I mean, it's not. Like, I don't know that it's. Uh, I don't know that it's the most important thing on the block. Like, it's definitely not the biggest uh, biggest awards game in town. But in the way that it does indirectly influence the way that the Oscars unfold, it does carry weight just because of that. Mm. And it's another. It's just another. I mean, I can, I can, I can see, I can see both sides of when people crit- criticize the Golden Globes or the Oscars. I can see both sides. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, you know, these institutions are isolated in a bubble." Even though this one's different because it's journalists, um, that these things are isolated. They don't really represent people. But at the same time, what award show ever really does, you know? Unless I, I can't think of any award that's given out because everyone votes. 
you know, except for like political stuff. And we don't cover that on this show, but like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it, the Grammys are not done like that. And yeah, you know, like this is the people's choice awards, you know, like whatever credence you put into those. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that's the people that fill out those surveys and I never do. So uh, like, yeah, it's I'm not, never. so it's not like people who I think are like-minded, you know, and, uh, I think the video game awards might have a voting element, but like once again, those are also the video game awards, so not as nearly established as Oscars and the Grammys and the Emmys and the Golden Globes. So they might be arbitrary and they might not be fair represent. They're never. That's why there's always a discussion. They're never fair representations of no, what should be nominated. It's just visibility pre Oscars. Yeah, that's, and that, that's what it's all about. And that's why we're talking about it right now, because it's, it's not a perfect process, but it's good to see some people getting recognized by. Um, established institutions and it's fun to not fun, but it's always interesting. And I think it, it has a lot of merit in it to talk about who doesn't get recognized. You know, the whole Oscar so white thing, the reaction to that is one of the reasons I think you see so such a focus on diversity and who's getting nominated. You know? Yeah. As far as that goes, uh, um, I think, I think it's just, you know, getting a little bit better all the time. Um, but I, I mean, things could always take a step in the other direction. Um, it's just, just, just along. Like I just want to see. I want to see people that are nominated based on merit. They're not. They're not nominated based on like pandering to any one group. Because their because their name is trendy or something like right. That. Like as long as as long as people are based on merit and as long as no one is excluded uh, from the conversation based on where they came from or the 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 situations around like how they made how they made the piece. Like mm -hmm. that's just that's not what the conversation's about. The conversation is about talking about the piece of art. And at the end of the day, all art is subjective. These are just the people that have made it to the point where they get to be the ones who pass out these particular awards. And feel how you want to about that. Let us know how you feel about that. But I think that's all that we got for you on that. Exactly. There's nothing more on that at the moment. Not at the moment, but we're going to be talking to you more about it as things happen. But for this week, that's going to wrap things up. My name is Sam. My name is Asher. And thank you so much for listening. What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on The Minute or on Movie Night Autopsy Podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at Movie underscore Autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at Movie Night Autopsy. Always feel free to email us, contact at MovieNightAutopsy.com. I hate you, John, for making me do this. <laughs> uh, this is gonna go great. This is gonna be. There's gonna be no editing needed for this. Mm -mm. Mm -mm.